Listen to every MLB game live. The deep left center field, it is high, it is far, it is gone. Stream minor league affiliates. The Midwest League home run leader. And watch the best baseball highlights and look-ins on MLB Big Inning. MLB at bat is your all-in-one live baseball subscription for only $3.99 per month. Deep left field, it's going to go. Alvarez ties the game. Subscribe to at bat within the MLB app today. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. All right, let's talk about all of the normal life events that we could just add dogs to. Mm, all of them. We used to have them pre, pre-COVID every so often. We'd have them in the studio. In fact, a couple of times we had to fish them out of um, that area <laughs> under the desk that's open. <laughs> yeah. And when I say fish them out, I mean they got stuck and got lost in there a little bit. We've had that happen with kittens too. Um, because the, is that still open? I think it oh, is. Yeah, yeah it's right not under, closed off. Right under my feet, there's a big open space in there so that the engineers can get in and fix anything that breaks under the table. Yeah, they like to hide in there. It's a really Uh good hiding spot for puppies. Uh, But we have a couple of other, and one of these you can do locally if you want. We have a couple other things uh, that puppies have been added to. Uh, Let's talk about the, uh, yeah, let's talk about the cider, the cider first. Yeah, this place in Vermont, Jeffersonville, Vermont. I don't know where that is, but Vermont's not that big. So I'm sure if you go there, you can probably find it. Uh, But yeah, what they did is they have uh, a place up there called Smuggler's Notch and Mount Mansfield. And there's a farm that offers tours, and it's a cider mill as well. So, you know, it's one of those things where you can go, if you're a city dweller, you can spend the day kind of out in the country on a farm, sipping cider and having a good time and just wandering around the grounds and enjoying a little bit of the outdoor life where you don't have to really do anything. You're not on a hike. You don't have any expectations. You just kind of, you know, make your own little guided tour of this farm or self-guided tour. And they got together with the Golden Dog Farm, which is down the road from there, and put together something called the Golden Retriever Experience, where you spend the day. It's almost like like the winery tours, right? Uh-huh. Uh, where you spend the day sipping cider and going out and having that same outdoor experience. But there's Golden Retriever dogs and puppies everywhere. They do an incredible job selling this. Not that this is a hard sell yeah, no to begin with, <laughs> but um, again, great job with the marketing. So I'm on the website, it's goldendogfarm.com. They say, is it a happy hour or a golden hour? So smart. Either way, it's a can't miss hour. Um, come and play with a happy of goldens from Butternut Goldens and Golden Dog Farm. You'll be filled with a childlike joy as you bask in the energy of a dozen adult Goldens, happily playing in a setting that will have you wondering if you're dreaming. Yeah. I mean. It's just, <laughs> Okay. And, and th- I mean, they picked exactly the right dog for that as well, because Golden Retrievers have that reputation, and it's well-earned, of being the friendliest dogs in the entire world. I mean, I, 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 I'm sure, I mean, you know, dogs are like anything else. Uh, it's going to depend a lot on how they're raised, but they just have that personality that's so goofy and they love playing ball. And I mean, they're not aggressive at all. They're just the perfect dog to do this with. How much would you pay for this? Oh, <laughs> well, it, it, I guess like anything else, it would depend on what you get. But do, do we have the for an hour for an One hour? hour. Yes. Uh, boy, I would I would easily do if if Jen and I were able to go, I would easily spend fifty bucks to to go do an hour there. Seventy five a person. Seventy five a person. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Sure. Why not? 
I guarantee, I'm trying to figure out, um, I haven't gotten far enough into the website yet, how to book this to see, because I bet this is something that sells out fast. Uh, yes. This is something you're booking a month ahead. Why is this so difficult? Maybe they're maybe they're doing that on purpose. I can't figure out how to book it. <laughs> yeah, maybe they're having too many people book and they figured, yeah, let's let's just make it a little tougher on everybody. But the uh, the other thing that I'm curious about is what is it near? Is there anything else out there that you can do? Because what this reminded me of um, and I'm trying to find I'm looking for pictures right now because I know there are a couple that I've got on my on my Facebook feed here of when we went to the place where they train the sled dogs in Alaska, oh, which is also kind of out in the middle of nowhere. You get there by bus and it was part of a tour. We did a, a cruise and tour in Alaska mm-hmm. a few years ago. And it was part of that. And they said, you can go see the, the place where they train the sled dogs. And those dogs, I mean, every single one of them was adorable, first of all. And yeah, you you just got to spend the day learning a little bit about how they do the training. And then it was just, okay, now go play with the dogs. Have at it. I'm on a map. It is close to nothing. Okay. Except you could very easily stay in Burlington, Vermont, which is one of my favorite college towns anywhere because it's right on Lake Champlain. Sure. Uh, You could easily stay in Burlington, Vermont. This is probably 20, 20, 30 miles northeast of Burlington which puts you pretty close to the Canadian border, quite frankly. Yeah. You could do all of that. Plattsburgh is there. I mean, you could do all that stuff. Which means that if you wanted to, if you were really up for a drive, uh, you could probably do Montreal in the same trip. It's, it's I did Quebec City in the same trip. Okay, yeah. Because it's, it's even closer. There you go. Yeah, right. So you could do the capital first, and then if, if, if you were of a mind to, yeah, go up into, into Montreal and see what Quebec is all about. Which is also one of my favorite cities. I'll, I'll, I'll shut up about it, but that's just one of the coolest, one of the neatest parts um, <laughs> of North America. There, it's so. pretty. I mean, it is unbelievably pretty up in that area. So if you don't want to play with golden retrievers while you're sipping cider, <laughs> another alternative is to play with puppies while you're doing yoga. And I laughed at this because you can do this here. Yeah. Oh, frequently. Yeah. Well, and there's so I I had seen this. Uh, this popped up again on, on one of my social media feeds the other day, and I had to show my wife because we have a corgi. She's now two and a half years old, something like that, and she is just personality plus. Those dogs, um, they're not quite the same timid, not timid, but but that same kind of go along with everything personality that golden retrievers have. Corgis have definite demands, you know, uh, and, and they are not okay. shy about making them known. But corgi puppies are absolutely adorable. And these things, they're also cardigan Welsh corgis, just like ours is, the ones with the tail. Uh, there are corgis that don't have a tail like the queen had. Those are called the Pembrokes. But these are all little tiny puppies. I would say they're probably four months old, judging by the the look of them. And there's women all over this room doing yoga while these puppies are just running around playing, playing tug of war. <laughs> I'm watching the video. It's hilarious. Pets. Oh, yeah. And, 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 of course, grabbing the women by their socks and trying to pull their <laughs> socks off. That's a very corgi thing to do. It's funny. Yeah, these videos are all over TikTok. It makes you happy just watching it. Right. Um, yes. Because you're right, they're not calm. I mean, these are puppies. <laughs> yeah. And yoga is supposed to be a very zen, still experience. I don't know why you're trying to do yoga. I just <laughs> play with puppies. <laughs> yeah. I, I don't, the, the yoga, it, no yoga is getting done 
anywhere in this because the puppies are just everywhere pulling on hair i mean but it's it's a fun experience yeah and and they're not going to do any damage to you they're way too small for that i mean corgis are a small dog breed anyway but uh, yeah they're so cute and you're right i mean for something that you're supposed to be kind of you know into not only on a physical but also a mental level you know yoga takes a tremendous amount of concentration you're not concentrating on anything other than fur (laughs) So if you want to go, I'll be out of town, but you feel free to go. Uh, yoga Patch is one of the big yoga studios in town. And I have friends that do this every month. If I'm not mistaken, they do this every month. It's up on Facebook. They do puppy yoga. And it's <laughs> um, it's at 1130 in the morning. I thought it was at 930. I don't like being anywhere at 9 o'clock in the morning on a Saturday. But for 45 minutes, they don't say what kind of dog this is, and I can't remember. Um, but they, it, they have puppies that are there, and you can – do the yoga if you want, but the puppies are there also. Um, the pictures that I've seen is that the puppies that do this are pretty chill yeah. because I've seen yoga poses where the puppies are like s- sitting on your back sleeping while you're doing some of the poses and stuff. 45 minutes and then it's 15 minutes after to just play with them. Yeah, and and I'm looking at the picture that they have up on the top of this. They show one, two, three different dogs and those are all mutts. So they may not be breed specific at all. And good for them, by the way. Mutts, mutts need love, too. So, um, yeah, what a cool idea. I, I can see Jen making reservations for this as we speak because I know she's listening. <laughs> they also then leave them up for adoption. Part of their goal is to get those dogs adopted. Yep. They want you to fall in love with them while you're doing your yoga and then take them home. As, you need more dogs. As well you should. I need more. We, yeah, we only have three. <laughs> okay. Why not? Oh, I'm I'm glad you said that out loud. <laughs> I mean, not me. I I don't not me. But you can, have at it. No, I know. I I can see it happening now, though. That Jen is good. not only is she going to go to puppy yoga the next time. Yeah, it's the seven. Uh, yeah, eleven twenty six. So it's coming mm-hmm. up just uh, about ten days away, eleven days away. So I can see her doing this, and then on top of that, coming home with another puppy. You're welcome. Thanks. You're welcome. Nine one three five eight six seven seven nine eight. If you want in here. Still to come, a question that's been asked about those crayons, crayons of cranberry, yes, cans of cranberry sauce. I've never really thought about before. Get to that coming up here in KMBZ. 913-586-7798. Thetakeout.com, where we got this one. I, I'm trying to think if I have ever bought jellied cranberry sauce ever. And? Maybe I haven't. Okay. I've never made Thanksgiving dinner. Are you not a fan? I'm not not a fan. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) If it's there, I'll eat some, sure. Like, it's you do a little dollop on the plate because you feel like you have to. Mm -hmm. And maybe maybe you do a little bit of it. But I'm never I'm never purchasing this. I love cranberry sauce is one of the reasons why I look forward to Thanksgiving getting here every year. I love it. And my wife actually makes her own cranberry sauce. Just going to ask, do you ever make it from scratch? It's very, very good. But and I and I love that. I will eat both. So I want some of hers because it tastes very different and it's, you know, it's fresh. She does, the you know, the whole bit. And yet I want the slice of the jelly cranberry sauce that's in the shape of the can sitting right next to that, you know? It's like, I, that I want them sound? Both. Yeah, right. When you just somehow get it out of there? <laughs> yeah. And that's why, um, that sound, as a matter of fact, is exactly why the takeout did this article. Because if you've ever noticed in the store, 
the cans of cranberry sauce, even the label on them, is upside down. So when they stack them up on the shelves, the the rounded part of the bottom of the of the you know what we normally consider the bottom of the can is on top, and the part that has the little metal rim around it is on the bottom. So uh, you know, for any other canned anything. You see it done the other way around, where that rim is on the top because it's easier to, you know, th- that's where you put the can opener, right? So mm-hmm. the the question came up: Why why do they do that? Why is it that the rounded part of the can, that, that cranberry sauce on its own, is in a can that's normally what we would consider upside down? And it turns out the answer is science. What? Yes, the air bubble. So they um, put this out on TikTok the explanation because so many people have asked this. So many people have wondered this. (laughs) They being ocean spray, by the way. Yes. And so they said it, the air bubble is there to help you get it out of there. And so, um, the air bubble then, so which side is the air bubble on? It's on the, that what we normally would consider the bottom of the can. So it, it, the air bubble floats up to the top. So it's between the top of the cranberry sauce and what we would think of as the bottom of the can. Okay, so help me with the physics here about why the help me with the physics. The, the, <laughs> I don't even know how to ask the, the question. The idea is so if you stored that in your cupboard the other way around so that the bottom part of the can was was on the bottom, <laughs> which sounds weird, mm-hmm. but so that rim the label upside down. Right. If the rimmed part of the can was up on top, that air bubble would eventually make its way up the sides of the can and sit on top of the cranberry sauce. So that when you open the can, the cranberry sauce itself has sealed itself to the entire can all the way down to the bottom. You would have to pull it out with a spoon and you would ruin that canned shaped cranberry sauce log <laughs> that's on the plate that you normally cut up into little slices. So if you store it upside down, that that bubble goes to what we think of as the bottom of the can. So that when you open the can, it hasn't had a chance to go back up to the top yet. It's still underneath the cranberry sauce so that when you flip it back over, there's a little bit of air in there and it allows the cranberry sauce, because gases expand, it allows the cranberry sauce to come out in one piece. My head is spinning. Okay. <laughs> what you said makes sense. Uh-huh. I, um, if the air bubble was at the spot where you open the can, yeah, it wouldn't just come out because air gas expands and you'd have it you'd have it expanding where you want it to come out right so you would have a liquid keep it in there right the liquid doesn't liquids don't expand and contract so you would have a liquid seal all the way down the can to the bottom and you'd never be able to get it out of it the only thing the only other thing you could do is you could take a straw and poke Uh it down all the way through to the bottom of the can and pull that back out so that it would so air would have a chance to get up to the top of the can but then you got a big hole in your cranberry sauce I can't believe they have not figured out that that as advanced <laughs> as our society is, uh-huh. that the solution to this is putting the label upside down so that people will stack it the right way. I can't yeah. believe as far as we've progressed in society, <laughs> that's still the best solution we have. Yeah, so that if so if you have cranberry sauce in a can in your cupboard right now with the label upside down so that what you think of as the top of the can is up on top, flip it back around. Because you don't want it that way. Now, the other thing you could do is also put a hole in the bottom of the can. So you would let the the air in. Yeah, it would accomplish the same thing. But this way, you don't have to do that.
Somebody on the text line said, just open both ends of the can. <laughs> you kind of read my mind now yeah. as I think about can construction, which I've never thought about before. Mm -hmm. Why don't we have cans that have a lip on both ends so that you could just open either end? It I ask you as if you're supposed to know that. It would probably cost more. And it's it's more it's more labor intensive to get the can open because you then have to open both sides of the can. So Why do you have to open both ends? Well you don't you don't have to, but I mean in order to get it out easily, you would open both ends of the can so that it would just slide out. So no air bubble an air bubble wouldn't just naturally form on whatever side is up. Wouldn't it? Yes. Yeah, it would, but in this case, you don't have to do that. You, you don't you don't have to open both sides of the can, uh, which would be harder to do anyway, because like you said, you would need that seal, that, that ridge, all the way around both ends of the can, top and bottom. So, yeah, rather than do that, that's, that's much more labor-intensive in the construction of the can, too. Is there anything else that we have to do that? Now you got me thinking about other things that we just <laughs> take out that way. Like, does canned pumpkin come out like that? Or is it softer? Oh, I don't know. I hate pumpkin. So <laughs> I have no, I bake, I have no so. experience. Yeah. Um, yeah, likely. Uh, yeah, you'd think that anything that had that same kind of jelly sort of consistency to it. Um, <laughs> or is cranberry sauce the only anomaly of things that we eat well, that we do this with? I mean, if you think about it, the, the reason why the ketchup bottle is, or the old glass ketchup bottles, the mm -hmm. reason why they were constructed like they were is to make it come out slow. So you didn't dump ketchup all over your hamburger. Don't you have to hit it on the 57? On the 50, yes. That's why mm -hmm. that's there. Is That's a pressure point on the bottle. Uh, so if it ever gets really stuck in there, you can use that to kind of open that up and get in. What you're doing is you're forcing air up into the top of the bottle. I didn't expect this to be a topic, but why not? <laughs> Some of you are calling and texting about, again, I want to know, is there anything else that we do this with? That, that that where you need the air bubble to help get it out? Let's go and see if Bruce and Raytown's got any ideas for us. Hey, Bruce. You're just making this entirely too complicated. <laughs> Welcome to my life. This is well, me. All you have to do is just open the can with a can opener. Doesn't matter how you store it in the in the cabinet or in the fridge or anything. Open the can, flip it over. Where you're gonna? I got a special dish my mother had. That's a glass dish. It's long, and I I drop it in there and I slice it, and that's it. Uh, just poke poke a knife through the bottom of it. And then just it slides right out. What through the bottom of the can? You mean, or through the cranberry yeah, sauce? Yeah, just poke a knife right through the bottom of the can after you after you've taken the end off. Just set it over where you're going to put it, and just poke a knife in and just lift it up. I'll manage to cut right myself. Out. I will manage to cut myself no. if you let me do that, person. No. no, it's not not a problem. Use one of those little knives that you you know use for uh, you cutting you know when you have a steak or something. You are underestimating my klutziness. I appreciate it. But mother do it for you. All right. <laughs> Thanks, Bruce. <laughs> yes, I I will I will I'll let Jen take care of it. She won't cut herself. Nine one three five eight six seven seven nine eight. Um it's really funny. Some of you are listening on podcast and you're not caught up to where we are right now. And so you're texting about things that we haven't talked about in a couple hours. And that's that's stuck in the middle of the cranberry sauce conversation. So Oh yeah. Oh, canned dog food. That's another one. Yeah, canned dog food, canned cat food. Uh, we have, um, for the cats, we use Fancy Feast, the little teeny cans. And that's another one, man. Sometimes I will whack that thing on the bowl 10, 15 times without it coming out. Spam. Yeah. That's a, you're totally correct. That's perfect. So how do you, Spam has the, the tab, right, that yep. you pull up on so we don't have that problem. It's Why don't we just do that with cranberry sauce? 
Yeah, yeah. Well, you you could. Um, in fact, that would probably be the best solution of all is to put like a pop top can on yeah. the on the bottom of the cranberry sauce can. So you use the can opener on the top, and then when you flip it over, pop the little pop top, and it would slide right out. Why would you have to open the other side with a can opener? Why couldn't? Why wouldn't the pop? Oh, because you have the to same let it problem. All out. Yeah, you have the same problem. My brain is melting. 913-586-7798. Feel free to get in here. We'll go further into this probably next on KMBZ. Listen to every MLB game live. In the deep left center field, it is high, it is far, it is gone. Stream minor league affiliates. The Midwest League home run leader. And watch the best baseball highlights and look-ins on MLB Big Inning. MLB at bat is your all-in-one live baseball subscription for only $3.99 per month. Deep left field, it's going to go. Alvarez ties the game. Subscribe to at bat within the MLB app today. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. We are covering new ground here for the first time. It started with the complicated physics of why cans of cranberry sauce, why you buy them and are supposed to stack them in your cabinet upside down. The label is upright, Mm -hmm. but it's upright the wrong way (laughs) on purpose. And it all has to do with that air bubble, allowing you to get the cranberry sauce out in the shape of the can and having the air bubble up top like that, or rather on the bottom makes that easier to accomplish. So I asked, is this like the only freak of nature that we have in the world of food that we do this with? Are there other things that we have problems with? You are sticking with other things that we have this problem with that we don't do this to. Yeah. We don't we don't do the upside down thing on anything else. Corned beef hash came in, uh spam came in as you mentioned, canned pumpkin, I mean anything that tomato has paste. Tomato paste. Oh, yes. What you a know, pain in the neck it is. Well, you know what though? The, the little teeny cans of Contadina tomato paste yeah. Do, do have I the even ridge. buy that brand. They they do have the ridge on both sides. So you can use a can opener on both sides of the can and then just push it out with your thumb. But is there an air bubble in there? No. Not no, usually. There's not. No. And um, we don't we don't do the label upside down and the air bubble thing. Right. So it's yeah, on your own. Unless you open both sides of the can and then just you know, allow it just to fall out or, you know, push the that that metal top part of the can down all the way uh yeah you're right that one's a nightmare to get to how about karen in liberty see what she's got for us hi karen hello so i'm showing my age but they did make a lot of the canned vegetables with the ridge on both ends and one of the reasons they changed that was so that the cans can stack on top of each other yeah not only for the grocery stores and stuff but if you think about your kitchen cabinet and trying to put stuff in there, they all fall over. But, yeah, showing my age on that one. <laughs> no, I love it. I think it's great. You're right. I had forgotten about that. That Yeah, if you if you make that ridge on both sides, they don't stack naturally. You'd have to make one side of the can smaller. I'm stuck in the tomato paste thing. Yes, because I do the exact same thing. I buy the little cans. Contadina also, because mm-hmm. that's what Grandma used, so that's what I use. Right. Refried beans is another really perfect example. Oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah. And, yeah. They, we don't do the upside down label air bubble thing. <laughs> you just maybe, get a spoon and get to it. Maybe we should. I mean, now what that means is that half of the cans in our cabinets are going to be upside down with the labels upside down now. But uh, yeah, I I mean, that's, that's like, I think everybody who's ever had kids has had that one moment where the kid was young enough not to know what they were doing, and they got into the cabinet and took the labels off all the cans. <laughs> it's like, now, what's for dinner? I have no idea. We'll find out in a minute.
That was a challenge on MasterChef. That's one of the shows <laughs> that Gordon Ramsay hosts where amateur chefs come in and compete one by one. That's the one that um, Kyle Hopkins was on. Mm-hmm. That was a challenge on that show probably five years ago where they had a hundred cans without labels yeah. and you could open as many as you wanted and make a meal, but you had to use everything that you opened Oh wow! and figure it out. And the, the, the person that won, the woman that won, um, only opened what they figured out was she opened a can of pineapple, canned pineapple. Oh, nice. And just made a cake with it. Instead of opening all these cans and having to figure it out, she just used the first one that she opened. She's lucky she opened pineapple and not refried beans. That's a lot right? harder to make a cake out of. Yeah, so you just have to go into that with an idea. Um, I'm looking to see if there's any. So somebody just said, get your tomato paste in a tube. It's useful and can be resealed. They have Here's that? The thing. They do, yes. I'm just too, I'm not going to say cheap, but I'm too cheap for that. It's more expensive. You don't get as much for, for the price. And I usually use a whole can, so I'm not doing that. What I've seen a lot of in that same, uh, in that same vein is herbs. For some reason, those are starting yes. to come in, in the little squeezy tubes. And I, I never would have thought that, but there they are. I do buy ginger that way. Okay. Because I don't, when I cook Asian food where I need ginger, I don't need a lot of it usually. And that's really fibrous to buy. If you buy fresh ginger, you got to like cut the skin off. You can't just, you got to seriously cut it off. And then it's just very fibrous. And so if you buy the tube ginger, it's easier to work with. Yeah, you don't have to do as much grating and all of that stuff is in terms of prep. We're learning all kinds of kitchen stuff. Um, I'm loving the text line today for once. Have we thoroughly <laughs> fleshed this out? I think have, so. have we thoroughly? Okay. By request, we have been asked about, um, I'm not trying to get into politics. This isn't, this isn't really politics. The headline, I think it was out of vice.com or vox.com. One of those was, here's what happens when Washington goes back to middle school. And we have the audio. Who is this that uh, we're going to play? Well, yeah, it's you're going to hear from a bunch of different people, one of whom I believe is Bernie Sanders. But uh, the the incident unfolded, and this is, you heard a little bit about this on the morning show this morning, that Tim Burchett, who is a Tennessee Republican uh, member of the House, was giving an interview to NPR. So it was he was on the radio at the time, and Kevin McCarthy walked by and, according to Tim Burchett, elbowed him and elbowed him hard enough that, that he almost fell into the woman that was interviewing him. So he then chased McCarthy down, and they almost came to blows, and then it blew up on, this, on the House floor again. And, I, I mean, it's just grown men acting like children, and acting like, you know, this is the, the the third grade schoolyard. So that's the setup to all of this. And apparently things have been, the, the thing between the two of them, in case you're wondering, is that Burchett was one of the ones who voted against McCarthy and ousted him as House Speaker. Okay, so can, are, we, are we well set up I think that's where I think that's where we okay. are now. So here's, here's how it sounded. Quit the tough guy act in these Senate hearings. You know where to find me, any place, any time cowboy. Sir, this is a time, this is a place. If you want to run your mouth, we can be two consenting adults. We can finish it here. Okay, that's fine. Perfect. You want to do it now? I'd love to do it right now. Well, stand your butt up then. You stand your butt up. Oh, hold on. Oh, oh, stop it. Is that your solution? Every poll. No, no, sit down. Sit down. Okay. You know, you're a United States senator. Sit down. Actively. Okay. Sit down, please. All right. Can I respond? Hold it. Hold it. 
If Hold we can't, no, I have the mic. Said. I'm sorry. This is Hold what it. he said. You'll have your time. Okay. Can I respond? Oh, no, you can't. <laughs> this is a hearing. Oh, that's brilliant. Um, now, I, I, I want to go back a little bit because that was that was in the Senate. So you know, there were two separate incidents that took place. One was the one that we described with McCarthy and Burchett. The one in the Senate was Mark Wayne Mullen and, uh, let's see, uh, Teamsters President Sean O'Brien. That that was the one that you just heard the, uh, the, the, uh, the two of them going at each other, going, you stand your butt up. To everyone correcting us on the text line, have we clarified this? Yes. Because everyone's correcting this on the text line. Right. Yes. Yeah. So the, the yeah, the article in question stated the McCarthy business first and then went on to you know to do that. I, I wasn't sure which one we were playing, but yeah, what you just heard happened in the Senate, obviously, not in the House, because you had uh, Mark Wayne Mullen and Bernie Sanders involved. Do we have the other is that all we have, was, or do we have the yeah, other one? Do we have any audio from the from from McCarthy? Because there were two separate incidents that took place there. There was the initial elbowing, and then there were <laughs> interviews that were given after the elbowing, where they. Uh, I, I think McCarthy said something along the lines of that. Apparently, my elbow touched him, or something like that. And, and yeah, it was the same thing. It's a bunch of grown men acting like eight year olds. Gee, why do we get nothing done? <laughs> I can't imagine. In Congress. I can't imagine why nothing gets accomplished. What was the what was the hearing about? What were we what was the the actual topic of uh they were talking about uh pensions. So it was the Senate <laughs> Committee on Health, Education, Labor, and Pensions that were holding a hearing. And it, it stemmed out of a series of provocative tweets that were exchanged between Mark Wayne Mullen and the Teamsters president, Sean O'Brien. So Provocative up, tweets about pensions? I guess. Yeah. Uh, I mean, you have to get okay, mad okay. about something, I guess. <laughs> I, I, yes, if you want to listen to all of the audio, you certainly can find that. Many of you obviously already heard it. Yes. Because you're, you're all telling well, us about it. And, so. and, and apparently Mark Wayne Mullen, the, the senator in question, is a, a former undefeated mixed martial arts fighter. So <laughs> undefeated? I, I, yeah, at okay. least at least up until now. I don't know if he and O'Brien ever actually came to blows over it, but uh yeah, he's not exactly the first guy that I'd go pick in a fight with. Okay. Great. All right. Um we will take a break here. Uh we'll go geek out on space, hear a little bit about something that's coming up tonight. Talk about that next year on KMBZ. Back here with you on a Wednesday. All right, what is coming up tonight close to 7 o'clock? Yeah, right before 7 o'clock. Set your alarm for around 10 minutes to 7 because, once again, for the next two nights in a row, actually, we're going to get a really, really good view of the International Space Station. As it flies by, uh, no idea whether we're going to be able to see the, the toolbox that got dropped, <laughs> but you will, you will, however, be able to see the ISS. Um, what you want to do is about five minutes to seven tonight, look to the southwest. It's going to come up from the horizon and go almost straight up. And the cool thing about tonight versus tomorrow is that, uh, first of all, the magnitudes are going to be similar. It'll be very, very bright, much brighter than Venus will be in the night sky. Uh, so you'll get a good view of it. We're supposed to have mostly clear skies by then, so that's good. And what will happen is, and this is the science lesson involved in all of this, is it'll go from the horizon to about 50 degrees overhead and then disappear. What that is, is that means that the ISS is going behind Earth's shadow. The ISS doesn't produce any light of its own. 
So the only light that we see is light that's reflected off of the sun and down to our eyes. Um, So when it gets behind the shadow of the earth, then all of a sudden it'll just go up and it'll look for all the world like it just kind of fades out and disappears. Uh, It may even turn slightly reddish because the sun is effectively setting on it. Um, Neat. And yeah, so you'll get to see all of that tomorrow. Uh, It comes, I believe, out of the southeast sky and it'll have a much longer trajectory overhead. Tonight, we'll get about three minutes worth of view out of it. Tomorrow, it's going to be almost a full five minutes, and it'll go all the way across the sky. We'll remind you about that. That'll start at about 6. But again, southwestern sky tonight, 755-ish. Just keep looking to the southwest, and you'll see it come up behind the trees and go up about 50 degrees up in the sky. Really nice view tonight. It's going to be clear tomorrow night, too, isn't it? Yes. I think we're not getting rain till Sunday. Yeah, to, to, so. tonight and tomorrow should be just prime yeah. viewing for this. Very cool. Yeah. Just got to remember to do that. Time is just so goofy now, because if you're not used to the time change yet, <laughs> which I won't whine about, but if you're not used to that, I was I was in bed last night at 6.15. I was just like, I am exhausted. Like, this is just taking me a little longer to get to get used to this this time. Yeah, so, but, but yeah, we'll remind you tomorrow. And, and one quick thing, by the way, we, we had a text a little while ago from a good friend of the program who is one of our drivers who's out all the time and said going uh, down I-35, broad daylight, just saw a deer go across all six lanes. So even though it's not dusk, usually this is something we think about dusk hours and dawn hours. This was broad daylight and the thing took off across all six lanes of I-35. So be careful out there. This is the time of year that they're out there running. Where on I-35? I didn't say. Did they say? Yeah, here in town somewhere. But, uh, okay. yeah, it just, if if you're, it, 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 all the more reason to just keep your eyes open, pay attention while you're driving, please. Absolutely. All right. Um, speaking of Southwest, uh, looking at the Southwest, now we go to Southwest Airlines. Um, I'm going to do a little warning of my own here in a second based on what consumed my morning yesterday with Mm -hmm. Southwest Airlines. Um, But a quick note about a change that they are making that people aren't going to be happy about just in time for the busiest Thanksgiving holiday travel period ever. Uh, They are going to be raising the price. They're calling it a modest change. I think 29% is not modest. I agree. Yeah. Uh, But they are raising the price of their alcoholic beverages uh, to nine bucks. That's up by two bucks previously starting uh tomorrow yeah uh, and like you said 20 29 rise in price that they're calling modest well n- not really i mean yeah granted two dollars is two dollars but that's a lot more than you were spending before uh they said beer options will uh will still run seven bucks but if you want a mixed drink or, or a cocktail that seven dollars by the way is up from six dollars so beer is going up from six to seven and any cocktails or any liquor is going up from uh seven dollars to nine they said yeah we hadn't raised them since 2018 so it's time <laughs> gee okay sure 29 percent though and yeah five years well and okay. and this is on the heels of the you know the other big news i want to hear about what happened with you as well but the other big news out of the southwest is that uh there are now predictions that the exact same thing that happened to them last holiday season when it was nightmarish is about to happen again yeah we might get our friend joanne weeks on mm-hmm. here the next couple of days to talk more about it just yes um because of a potential pilot strike and shortages of staff and all basically they didn't fix anything from last year it's just the exact same problems that potentially we could have at christmas i'm driving for christmas this year i don't want to deal with it so i'm i'm just going to drive for christmas but just be aware of that um that it might be 
the exact same mess that some of us encountered last last Christmas as well. Yeah, no fun. Um, quick quick note here. Um, I don't know, John. I don't know if you got this email, but some people who booked flights on Southwest Southwest had a really big sale a few months ago. I guess they'll do this every so often. 50% off major, major deals on flights. And so I'm one of those people that because you can keep that credit forever, I often, I'll just book flights that I find cheap. And if I cancel them, I cancel them, no big deal. So I did that when they did their last sale for a bunch of flights for early next year, including just trips back home. And I got a bunch of emails from Southwest Airlines yesterday morning, changing four out of six flights that I booked. Wow. And so then you have to go through that process. It puts on there like, this is what it originally was, and this is what it is now. And some of them, it, mostly it's because the flights went away. Like they just, they took those flights out of the schedule. So they re, and they rebook you on another flight that day. The pain in the neck about it is that at least for me, they didn't book the, they didn't rebook the flight that was the most parallel to the one that I'm not on now, okay. they just picked another one. Like if I was gonna fly at 4 p.m., they put me on a 6 a.m. instead of the 3 p.m. Oh, that's not nothing, especially when you're trying to figure out connections. Correct, and so out of those four, there were two flights that only changed by like an hour, no big deal. But the other two, one of them was a 12 hour difference. And so here's what I learned. Again, this, I don't know what I was supposed to get done yesterday morning between like eight and 10, but this is all I did. <laughs> um, so the show was already prepped. So what I learned is that if you don't like the flight that they rebooked you to, you can go online, you can pick a different one and their system will know that it's their fault. Their system will know it's because they changed it and you don't pay the difference if the flight that you pick is more than the one that they picked, which is a big deal. I mean, because some of those flights were really, really on sale and the new one might be two or three times as much. They cover the difference. Yeah. And, and the connection thing is interesting, too, because I know you had said something about this on our thread the other morning that um, it's become more common for people. If you're if you're really traveling, like if you're going overseas, that that overseas flight, that particular flight it may fly out of JFK or may fly out of Baltimore or whatever. And rather than use the same airline the entire way, what a lot of people do is they'll find a cheap carrier to get you there to Newark or New York or Baltimore or Miami or wherever, and then use the international carrier because it's cheaper that way. That's dangerous considering this. I won't do that now. I'll tell you, when I went to Australia five years ago, I found, I think my flight round trip LAX to Sydney was like 500 bucks. It was crazy. So I just did Southwest flights to get me from here to LAX because it was cheaper that way. I'm about to go international again soon and I didn't do that this time. I because I don't want that problem of delays and cancellations. You want to be the same airline the whole way. Yeah, it's, it's so crazy now. Uh, be careful whatever you're doing and uh, another reason why especially with a big trip like that, you might consider a little travel insurance, huh? Oh, absolutely. And check and see what your credit card's got, too, because sometimes it'll be included. All right, we'll take a break. Coming up, family can take on a lot of forms. This is a new one that we'll get to coming up next here on KMBZ. Now with the MLB app, you can get baseball your way. Pick your favorite team, your favorite players, and get customized highlights, stories, and breaking news right on your home feed. Follow the action with Game Tip, where 3D replays add another dimension. Plus, notifications can keep you connected to every pitch, every hit, every game. 
the MLB app. Baseball, your way. Download it now for free from the App Store or Google Play. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trade parts used with permission.